turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. All right, welcome to the new week. It's so mellow around here. The city is really quiet. Uh, it's almost like the middle of August. Not. Um, it's uh, it's it's hopping in the world that I live in, which is the legal world. But before um, before I get into the the arraignment of President Trump and everything that's going to go on, these two little things that I was thinking about uh, this weekend that I just want to talk to you about. Um, one of them. Uh, is a little silly, but the other one is I, I don't find silly at all. Yesterday was Palm Sunday. And, um, you know, I don't shove religion down anyone's throat and you believe whatever you want to believe, etc. Um, but I will tell you this. It is such a, um, a privilege to go to be able to walk into church and to be there with your community and to just take... Um, yesterday was an hour and five minutes. That is the longest mass of the whole year, right? Because they do the passion and they talk about, they start from the last supper, supper to all the way through to the resurrection. Um, and I was at St. Anselm's in, in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, where I grew up. And what saddened me was I was, I was with little Ariana. She was sleeping in her stroller and I was there and I was in the back. I was on the side. I kept her in her stroller. I kept her sleeping. But, I remember being there with my grandmother, Marietta Aydala, uh, on Palm Sunday and how it was packed to the gills. Now, anyone who's from Bay Ridge, anyone who knows who's been to St. Anselm's knows it's a big church. I mean, when it's packed to the gills, I would have to say there's over a thousand people or close to a thousand people. And I remember as a boy being there with my grandmother where we would get there, you know, 10 minutes before mass and there was nowhere to sit. And we'd be standing on the side. And, you know, when you're like 11 years old and you're not really that into the homily and you're going to stand for the next hour and 10 minutes, it's not exactly a good time. But it's something you remember. And, you know, yesterday the, the church was far from full. I mean, there were people there. But this is 10 o'clock mass. It's pro- it's supposed to be the main mass. Um, Teresa Penicali, who sang, is just spectacular. I mean, you know, 10 stars out of 10 stars. Uh, and you know, whatever, you know, Passover starts on, on Wednesday night. Um, this whole stuff about parents raising children. Oh, I'm going to let them decide their own religion when they grow up. No, 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 that's not, that's not what your role is as a parent. Um, they could decide against that religion when they grow up, but there have been studies that show that having some sort of some sort of religious uh, experience growing up is correlated to a sense of security, a sense of success, a sense of belonging, a sense of community, um, and that's not to ostracize anyone. It's not to. I mean, I know this sounds silly, but you know, some of my best friends are from different religions. Um, Clearly, and they're at my house for Christmas, and I'm at their house for Passover. You hear uh, Alan Dershowitz on this show. I've celebrated with him with Passover with him literally more times than I can count. I've with my buddy Josh. I've celebrated Jewish holidays with him more times than I can count, and he's been at my house Christmas Eve literally for decades. I believe the year with the COVID, where I had the COVID, which was Christmas of 2021, was the only time 
uh, or was it Christmas of 2020? I don't know. I mess. I screw up. That, but I think it was 2021, um, where uh, Josh wasn't with us. But just uh, you know, having that again, that that sense of community, that sense of togetherness. I think that's something we're missing. I think that's something that would make society better. It, look, religion can clearly make society worse. There's no doubt about that. I'm reading Jared Kushner's book. I'm reading all about the Middle East and and the, the you know the, the history there is so deep and so long and 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 of it's all founded in religion, right? I mean, obviously there's territorial aspects of it, but it's all based on religion. And um, so you know, I'm not I'm far from saying it's the be all end all, but when done the right way, um, I just think. It makes the world a better place. Uh, you know, when people are like, oh, you believe G- all this stuff about Jesus and he did he did this and he really rose on the third day. Whatever you believe, that's up to you. But the teachings of Jesus Christ are, are great. I mean, I, there's nothing in there that I've heard uh, any priest speak of that I disagree with um, because it's always founded on one word, which is love. And what is God? God is, is, is supposed to be like an expression of love. Um, from a very practical point of view, I'll be very honest. Um, sometimes this is how I cheat. During the COVID, um, very early on, my cousin, Father Anthony Sorgi, started broadcasting his masses to an empty uh, church on on. Um, YouTube, basically. There's a live feed, and then if you miss the live feed, you could go on the YouTube, and there's a whole video library. And Father Anthony Sorgi gives homilies that are just spectacular. Spectacular. And I'll tell you how spectacular they are. You know, allegedly, I'm pretty good at talking, right? I mean, I think that's why Jerry Crowley gave me this show. Um, Not only do I listen to them, I go back and listen to Anthony Sorgi's, Father Sorgi's homilies a second time. Because there's such good stuff in there. And again, it's not like shoving things down my throat, but it's like how we could all live our lives in a better way. How we could all help our neighbors, how we can help our friends, how we can help our family, how we can be better people. Um, the, the lessons about forgiveness. Uh, I just think that they're great. And you, you, look, you can believe that the whole Jesus thing is a hoax, but... If that's what you want to believe, but listening to the teachings of it and what's behind it and how we should all be better human beings or be the best that we could possibly be. I just think it's a great thing. I also think that um, I also think that just going to church and uh, taking that time away from the, the monotony, the rat race is great. And what I was saying about Father Sorgi is the way I, I cheat lately is I often now listen to Father Sorgi's mass live um, on my phone and my, with my earbuds on as I walk Ariana from the house to St. Anselm's. And then when I get to St. Anselm's after Father Sorgi's homily, I then go into the church. Ariana's now sleeping. I got to keep her quiet, keep her sleeping. And I do the rest of the mass live. And then I got to go up and do the host and do the Our Father live and all that stuff. And I don't know. I'm just speaking from my point of view. Um, I think it's a great thing. This is Holy Week. Um, you know, uh, today is Reconciliation Monday. I am supposed to go to confession. That's not going to happen. I'm confessing to you guys um, that I, I just I ran out of time, and I'll tell you why in the next segment. But um, uh, there's just a lot going on in our world here, the world of the law. Um, but, you know, uh, there's Holy Thursday. There's a Mass that night. And then um, Good Friday uh, between 12 and 3 is quiet time where you're supposed to really do nothing because that's when Christ was on the cross. And at 3 o'clock, there's a Mass or something at, at St. Patrick's Cathedral. They do the Stations of the Cross. That's all great stuff. And then Saturday, the Idolas and, and, uh, have this tradition of blessing the house. You chase the devil out of the house and you you welcome God back into your house because it's like a, a a new time. It's a time of cleansing. It's a it's Holy Saturday. It's that 
period between, you know, Christ's death and Christ's resurrection. And you're trying to clean everything out. And it's usually a Saturday in spring. And it's a, it's a beautiful day. And you open the windows. You open the doors. And my grandmother, Marietta, would walk around the house with a broom, hitting the corners, selling in, in Sicilian, saying, leave, devil, leave. Get get the bad spirits out of here. And, and God, come in now. Come in and, and clean our household for the next year until until Easter. And then Easter stun, Sunday is a glorious day. It's it's typically the weather is beautiful. It's a beautiful spring day. The tulips are blooming. The azaleas are blooming. And it's just a time for families and communities to gather together. So that is my opening monologue. I, I'm a, everyone wants to talk to me about President Trump. And I will be talking about President Trump for the rest of the show. Judge Leventhal just walked in. He's going to the butcher tonight to uh, get the, the brisket that he'll be making. Tomorrow he's going to the fairway to buy all the other accoutrements. And then Wednesday night he'll be cooking his Passover meal. He promised he promised to overcook so that he could bring in some brisket because it's very, very healthy for you, brisket, and that's all salted up. And... Um, uh, but you know, here at Idola Batoon and Cammons, we do the Easter thing, we do the Passover thing, we do the Ramadan thing. Uh, Okay, we're not there. We're going to go to a commercial. All right, so we're going to take this quick break. Then we're going to come back, and I guess we're done with the religion part. I do want to talk about the little, the little other part that that I, that irked me this weekend, where I messed something up and I had to. Um, I'm, I don't know. I'll pay in the price for it a little bit, but I'll tell you about that as soon as right after the break. And then obviously we'll talk about the news of the day. I have a lot of inside information. There's nowhere you're going to hear more about what's going on with Trump and the real truth than right here at AM 970, The Answer. Don't go anywhere. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience Experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800 965 1433. 800 965 1433. 800 965 1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Remember when you were in your teens and you thought you were invincible? Well, the same rationale applies to adults, too. When we're feeling good, we think everything is okay, and we don't need a power of attorney, or we think we don't need a health care proxy. We think, ah, we'll worry about that when we're older or we become sick. Well, nothing can be further from the truth. The fact is, if something happens, you might not be able to designate a power of attorney or health care proxy. What happens then? Then the state or the courts may have to make those choices for you. Is that what you want? Of course not. It's essential to create a power of attorney and a healthcare proxy as soon as you can when you're healthy. Call Connors and Sullivan, attorneys at law. They really know this stuff. They've been doing it for 40 years. They will help you make a plan that protects you best. You'll designate who you want to make decisions for you. For a free in-person initial consultation with a lawyer, Call 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or odyssey.com. What do we got here, Sabalino? Eddie Murphy, party all the time. That's what I thought it was. You're so funny. Um, He's 62 today, by the way. Oh, happy birthday, Eddie Murphy. Speaking of a party, we have uh, Joni Pelzer here. Hello, Joan. Welcome to the party. Hello, Arthur Idala. And we have Sam Bellino on the line. Um, so after my uh, my little religious rant, before we talk about Trump, I just want to tell you one more thing. So, Sam Bellino... Um, I was never like an earbuds guy, you know. I, I've always I'm a wired guy, like the like the ones I used, like the ones I use today, right? Right, in the, right. In the studio when I was doing Megyn Kelly's show, 
Um, but I, I can't find them, right? So I'm looking all over for my earbuds. I can't find them. And I go on, you know, find my iPhone thing where they can find everything for you. And um, <laughs> did it actually find them for you? Oh, yeah. And I, this is why I feel violated. Like, I know where they are. I've been watching them. So someone, I must have, I don't know. They, I obviously lost them. And now I can see where they are all the time. Like right now, the left bud and the right bud are on the Manhattan Bridge right now. Like last night, they were in uh, the, the upper part of the city. Um, two nights ago, they were at the Barclays Center. Like they're, they're amazing. Did you leave them in a- I don't know where I left them. I, I left them somewhere. Maybe but- you left them in a cab. No, I don't take I no whatever it doesn't matter they're gone, but it's very weird to have something of yours that's gone. I don't know if they were taken out of my pocket. I don't know if I dropped them somewhere, but like now I could trace them. And here's the funny part, Matt. Um, if on the whole um, find my iPhone thing, you could say like I can't find them and ask them to beep. So I could torture these people and just keep having that having that case beep. Like, I'm trying to uh, find them. But it's just weird because we all lose things, right? Remember, Matt, I was talking to you about, like, what do you have to carry that you can't lose? Your right, wallet, exactly. Your keys. So I forgot. I think I forgot maybe to put the iPods on there, and now now they're gone. And, they, and by the way, they're like 200 bucks. I mean, I'm right, not and, happy. and they're gallivanting around the city. Yeah, and I can see where they are. Like, I would love to, like, just go... Go to the Manhattan Bridge right now, Billy. Hey, let me see that case. That that I would know. And I, I would have to like hit, like, you know, make that noise. And someone would be walking around. And all of a sudden, they have a little case would be going bing, 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 bing. And I'd be like, hey, that's mine. That's mine. Give me that. What Where'd if you, you, get you dropped them on the floor and like a rat picked up one of them and now a, a rat has them? Well, I don't know. Maybe they a, were ingested. I don't know about a rat having them. But, uh, you know, because th- yesterday and the day before, they were in the case. Now they're telling me where each bud is. Each bud is on the on the. So maybe the rat opened the case and swallowed them by accident. So let's talk real quick about what happened um, at AM nine seventy today, Samalina. What happened at the radio Great station? Great pivot, we were, by the way. We were. We were what did you say? Great pivot, by the way, in conversation. Yeah. yeah, very nice. Well, we were all at the radio station today. Uh, it was amazing. Jerry Crowley was there. The new president of Salem was there. Uh, Phil Boyce was there. Um, everyone was there. I, there was like thirty people there. Uh, it's the first time I've seen that many people there since COVID. Am I right or wrong? That is correct. Yeah, it's been pretty empty around here. I mean, it was it was packed, and it was great. There was so much energy. I, obviously, the great Joe Piscopo was there. Mike Gallagher was there. Um, you know, all the regular cast of characters, Alex and Andy, uh, Joe Sibilia, uh Al Gattulo. It was really it was. It was really cool to have all those people. There. I, I'm supposed to see Mr. Crowley on Thursday, and I'm going to have a little discussion with him about maybe that kind of. And Laura was there, Mary was there, um, about you know having those kinds of things a little more often. What do you think about that? That simply? would be great. Uh, it would be nice to have this uh, office buzzing again. Yeah, it was a lot, a lot of energy in that. Did in anybody that place. take a picture? That's your job, Joe. I know. You know what? I couldn't get in the room. It was so crowded. We yeah. had so many people. It was very good. There were some announcements that were made. And I want to thank Matt and Andy because uh, Megan Kelly wanted me on, and I was on her show from what was like 11.45 till 1. They wanted me to stay later, but I had to go um, down to the courthouse to film Inside Edition at 1.30, and I actually had a meeting in the courthouse. Uh, it was a kind of a... I don't want to say walk down memory lane, but it was um, uh, Groundhog Day because all the people in charge of the courthouse are the same people who I dealt with on um, the Harvey Weinstein case. And not only were they great during the Harvey Weinstein case with us, but I sent a letter to the head of the Office of Court Administration about how great they were. And I listed these people by name. And if you think that doesn't go a long way, you're wrong. Uh, you know, that, I mean, I always had a great relationship with them and they deserved every word I wrote in that letter. But when they see me now, you know, it, it, it's a little different. Uh, it means, meaning they, they appreciate someone showing appreciation for their hard work. 
Joan, what was your take of the scene down in front of 100 Center Street today? So it was um, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be because I know tomorrow is going to be worse. But what was super interesting was seeing the layout for all the media with tape, like duct tape all over the place in different colors, indicating here's Getty, here's ABC, here's Fox, here's NBC, here's CBS, here's, you know, Australian news television. Um, What was really nice is we literally everyone we ran into cops security, the court officers, you knew every single one of them. And it brought me back to memories when I was going with you. It's three years ago and we went into COVID right after. Tell me about it. So we haven't really together, you and I have been down there ever since. The funny part is, so the other media outlets see uh, Inside Edition interviewing me. Yes. And I'm, I'm wearing like a double-breasted pinstripe suit. And With I got your my hat hanging hat on, on the scaffolding. Got, yeah, and so like they're coming up to Joan. They're like, who is this? Who is yeah. this guy? Who is so then the woman from Fox 5 is there. She jumps out of the van. She's fantastic. And she's just like, and then I saw uh, my buddy Shimon from CNN, and he came over. So we did a whole bunch of interviews. But it's, look. The funny thing was, as you're walking by, they're like, who's that guy in the hat? It's all mm. about the hat. Yeah, the hat does go a long way. So there's a couple of things that are, that are going on. Um, people are very interested and they want to talk to me about whether there's going to be a gag order. Now, um, Judge Cammons, very nicely, uh, and he's going to be, God willing, on the show tomorrow. Uh, you know, we don't really need guests, I mean, on uh, on this topic because we are very well versed. I mean, this is what we do. So um, let me just see where did Judge Cameron send me. He sent me an email about gag orders. Okay, I'm going to just tell you what Judge Cameron said because everyone wants to know, is there going to be a gag order? Is there going to be a gag order? Um, A gag order is a euphemism for an order by the court restricting either the attorneys or the litigants or both to not make prejudicial extrajudicial statements. I'm sorry, prejudicial extrajudicial statements. Currently, under the rules of professional responsibility and professional conduct, lawyers are barred from making extrajudicial statements that will have a substantial likelihood of materially prejudicing either side. So during the Harvey Weinstein case, I think I jumped on the air with Sid Rosenberg. I don't think it was Imus. Maybe it was Imus. I don't even remember. It was either Imus or Sid and Bernie. Um, And then on Piscopo. And uh, I got called to the carpet. Oh, Mr. Idala was on the radio, and he said X, Y, and Z. And then the judge kind of reamed me out. But then they had a transcript of it, and I really didn't say anything except describe the, the logistics and the procedures of what was going on. So the rule is you cannot make prejudicial extrajudicial statements. But talking about how jury selection was going to be uh, conducted or what witnesses are going to testify that's not making a prejudicial statement. If I said witness X is going to testify and they're a liar, well, that is making a prejudicial statement. Um, the court can issue an order which precludes President Trump from making any kind of prejudicial statements. As part of the arraignment process, he can make that a condition of release or it can be a freestanding order of the court. In the event the court finds that President Trump has violated the order, the court can find him guilty of criminal contempt, and that constitutes an A misdemeanor. It's Penal Law 215.50. Before he can be found guilty of contempt, though, A, there must be a clear and definite order of the court. <clears throat> B, the individual, meaning Mr. Trump, knows of the order. And C, he willfully disobeys the order. Problem here is with number one, the judge must make the order as specific as possible since the First Amendment comes into place. The order cannot constitute a prior restraint on speech, so it must be narrow in scope and one that is protective of the First Amendment rights of Mr. Trump. It is quite possible that the judge is now working on the exact language to use in such an order. The court could also not issue an order and warn President Trump that if the court is informed of statements that are improper, that he can have Mr. Trump back before the court so that an order can be issued. I am guessing, and this is a total guess, certain things I'm going to tell you in the next segment I know, and then other things are a guess. My guess is at this point, Judge Merchant is going to warn him. And he'll, it'll probably be an educated warning, like Mr. President. Uh, well, he's gonna, it's going to be interesting. What does he call him? Does he call him President Trump or does he call him Mr. Trump? In my opinion, he should call him President Trump. But 
That's not typical. Hypothetically, if a judge got convicted or got accused of something um, and he was still a judge because he didn't get convicted and he appeared before another judge, I don't believe the sitting judge would call the defendant judge so-and-so. He would call him, you know, John Doe, not Judge John Doe. It will be interesting in how he refers to the president tomorrow, whether he calls him the defendant. That's 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 something I didn't t- think about. I'm going to talk to Judge Cabins about it. But I think he's going to say, you know, Mr. President, Mr. Defendant, whatever, however he refers to him. Um, I've heard some of your statements. I'm telling you right now, I don't want you making presidential statements, et cetera, et cetera. You know, you could talk about the case, but I don't want you saying X, Y, and Z, but not giving him a formal gag order but, and then saying exactly that. If I find you are at a line, then I'm going to have you come back here and you will be um, you will be uh, given a, a, a formal gag order. And then if you violate that formal gag order, I can have you held in contempt of court and have the prosecutor charge you with a crime uh, and so forth. There's also a new lawyer that was uh, in, in inserted into the, uh, the Mishigash here. We'll talk about that in a second. And then we'll talk about the actual logistics. What's going to happen tomorrow? I spoke to people at the courthouse so I could give you the real deal. Don't go anywhere. Might as well be walking on the sun. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, offering professional-grade industrial supplies, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to answer your toughest questions. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is Mike Gallagher. Join me on an amazing journey through Israel this October. Dennis Prager and I are going back to the Holy Land for the Stand with Israel Tour, along with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Imagine a personal impact from exploring Jerusalem, Galilee, the Dead Sea region, and so much more. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com, StandWithIsraelTour.com, or call 855-565-5519. StandWithIsraelTour.com. I have been talking about the court reporting program at Plaza College because court reporters are such an essential part of the legal field. Plaza College has been around since 1916, and not only do they have the School of Court Reporting, but they have four other schools of study, including their new School of Nursing. The Accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program can be completed in just 16 months. Students complete their curriculum in the new Center for Healthcare Simulation on Plaza's campus and within the best hospital systems in New York City. Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. Students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. It is incredible. If you want additional information regarding the programs I mentioned or Plaza's other areas of study, like their School of Business and Paralegal Studies or the School of Allied Health, just visit their website at plazacollege.edu. That's plaza, P-L-A-Z-A, college.edu. You. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins. Suffering an injury in an accident can be a life-changing experience. Whether you've been involved in a car accident, a construction site accident, a slip and fall, or injured because of someone else's negligence, we can help. Our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you are owed. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. If you have been injured because of someone else's negligence, you have legal rights and may be entitled to to significant money to compensate you for your pain and suffering. Hiring the right attorney is important. The combined experience of the lawyers at Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins will be able to lead you through the personal injury lawsuit process and aggressively fight for the best result. If you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call 212-486-0011, 212-486-0011, or visit us at idalalaw.com. Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins, fighting for justice, fighting for you. 
Hi, it's Arthur Idala, and I am in love with my shiny, bald, smooth head. Hemp Leaf products are made with all natural ingredients and essential oils to bring you comfort and relief and keep you looking young. Hemp Leaf is the next big thing in skin and body care. The whipped body butters and creams leave my skin feeling soft, smooth, hydrated, giving my aging skin the nourishment it needs to stay young and healthy. Their liquid black soap glides on, leaving my skin soft, crisp, and clean. They also have this amazing muscle rub called Icy Pot. The guys at Hemp Leaf also gave me samples of a remarkable neuropathy cream called Helixer that I gave to Marianne, and she uses it on her heels. She said it's been nothing short of a miracle. Within minutes, it soothes her aching feet. Remember, they don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in it. Visit them at HempLeaf.com. That's Hemp, H-E-M-P-L-I-E-F.com. Mention the name Arthur at checkout, and you'll receive 10% off. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. All right, welcome back to the show on this Monday night. Um, uh, so I am reading some um, some reports now, and I think it was reported earlier, but I'm just kind of making sure I'm up to speed. Politico's headline is Trump taps white-collar attorney to helm indictment defense. Todd Blanche resigned from his position as a partner at an elite New York law firm to join the former president's defense defense team. Former President Donald Trump has hired a type, top white-collar criminal defense lawyer and former federal prosecutor Tom Blanche as his lead counsel to handle the Manhattan District Attorney's criminal indictment of the former president. Blanche, until recently a partner at the law firm of Cadwalder, Wickersham, and Taft, said in an email obtained by Politico that he was resigning from the firm because, quote, I have been asked to represent Trump in the recently charged DA case. And after much thought consideration, I have decided it is the best thing for me to do and an opportunity I should not pass up. So I reached out to Joe, to tack, Mr. Tacopino, who was on the show last week. And, you know, Joe's answer about this was, um, let's see, he's joining the team. He's an ex-federal prosecutor. He's a good guy. He's a smart guy. The more the merrier, I guess. Um, you know, I, and I think, look... There's going to be some issues about who's doing what. Um, Just so you understand, yes, there is a lot of crossover between state law and federal law. But the state guys typically bleed into doing federal work. The federal people usually think, I'm going to paint with a broad brush, but like the state work is beneath them. I have had very esteemed federal prosecutors ask me for help on state cases with the most elementary stuff. You ready for this? You know what they do not do in federal court that they do do in state court? Come on, Frank from Staten Island. You know what I'm about to say. Jury selection. So when I was a young defense attorney, I'm talking now about 25 years ago, a very prestigious law firm called me because I had just left the DA's office and I guess I had made a little bit of a reputation for myself. Now, these are guys I'm at the time, I'm just 30 years old and this is a very prestigious law firm and they're trying a big case, but it's a state case. And they asked me to come to their office. I don't think they paid me, but maybe they did as like a consultant or something. And they're like, we, and they admitted to me. And these are guys that they were like my age. So I was 20, my age now I was 30. They were like 55. And they have these big prestigious offices, and I'm sitting at a desk from Staples that I bought for 30, 300 bucks. And they're like, you got to teach me how to, how to teach us how to pick a jury. Because they didn't know how to pick a jury in state court, because you don't do it in federal court. You give questions to the judge that you would like the judge to ask. And only in rare cases, like when I tried the Lawrence Taylor case, where you're questioning jurors one at a time, and you're in front of a great judge like Barbara Jones was, and she allowed the lawyers to ask some questions. Do they have that experience? So I'm not taking anything away from Mr. Blanche, but I, I, 
and this isn't because Takapine is my friend, okay, or Susan Nicholas is my friend. This is Trump didn't need this. Uh, he really didn't. This is uh, too many cooks being put in the kitchen. And I was look. I'm gonna. I'm always honest on this show. I was the reason why I when I was asked to be involved in this case in the fall. I didn't hesitate to turn it down for a lot of reasons, but like I, I feel bad for Joe right now, and I feel bad for Susan. First of all, now the headlines is, oh, he's the lead lawyer. He's coming in the night before, hours before the arraignment, and now he's the lead lawyer. So what are they going to do? Tomorrow, one lawyer is going to speak on the record. And up until a couple hours ago, that was 90% going to be Joe Tacopina or Susan Necklace. Now, if it is... Um, this young man, or I don't know how young he is, he looks my age or older, Todd Blanche, um, it's it's embarrassing. Let me be honest with you. I mean, Joe's been all over the place. Um, but this is what happens when you deal with that kind of defendant in Donald Trump. I remember very clearly when I represented Lawrence Taylor. It was a huge case. Huge case, especially in New York. Now, not huge like Donald Trump's cases, but it was huge. It was CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, TMZ, ESPN, SNY. Yes, no, I mean, I mean, huge that way. And um, the next day after the arraignment, I was making a few of the rounds. Not a lot. I did um, NBC in the morning, the Today Show, and then I did Mike Francesa. But I remember going to Mike Francesa's show and Mark Lepselter, Lars Taylor's agent, said to me, Idol, I'm letting you know the sharks are in the water. All these lawyers are coming out of the woodwork to tell Lars they'll represent him for free and they're better than you and all that. And I remember going in to Mike Frances's uh, interview, like with my heart was in my throat. Instead of it being a, an experience I really enjoyed, I'm like, I'm going to look like a jerk because I'm going to be here today talking about Lawrence Taylor and tomorrow uh, I'm not even going to hear from him. I called Lawrence all day. I, he was a total stranger at the time. Never answered my phone call. Finally, at like six o'clock, I get a call. Meet at, Lawrence, at Dino's house, his best friend. I go up there and I was finally Lawrence comes in two hours after I'm sitting there waiting. And basically he played literally like 42 holes of golf. And um, we hung out for a little while. Marianne was with me. I made her bring a bottle of scotch and two cigars. We sat in the backyard. We put a dent in the bottle of scotch. We smoked the cigars. As we're leaving, Marianne's in the car, and I go, look, Lawrence, I said, I only know how to do these cases one way. I, I do it. I got to be 100%. Like, you and I got to be side by side. And he goes, of course. Why are you even saying that? I said, Lawrence, how many people called you today to tell you there was a better lawyer than me? Or so He goes, oh, let me see. After the eighth call, I just turned my phone off. That's why I wasn't answering your call. I go, why? He goes, I saw you in court yesterday. You were never as bad as everyone else said you were. And they were never that much better than you. He goes, no, no, no. You're my man. You're my man through the whole thing. And um, and that, believe me, that gives you a tremendous vote of confidence. Um, and I, look, I watched this happen with Ben Brofman, with Harvey Weinstein, with Jose Baez, with Harvey Weinstein. And, you know, I was the kind of... the. I was the one who stuck through the whole thing. But again, I wasn't the lead guy. Uh, Donna Rotuno was from Chicago for obvious reasons. He wanted to have a woman to be the lead person. But, you know, when you're in these high-profile cases, man, it, it's, it's, it's treacherous. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I feel bad for, for Takapina because he did what President Trump wanted him to do, which was go out there and talk about what BS this is. And now tomorrow is what, you know, is really the, the cherry on the top, at least at this point of the proceedings, and to have Takapina replaced by another lawyer at the last minute, it's just not a cool thing for a client to do. You got a guy out there who's now, and Joe, you heard, you heard him on the show, he's had some major victories, um, he's a real lawyer in this courthouse. This is this is this is our home turf. Myself, John Esposito worked in there. Uh, all of us, all of us. Takapina's been in there. We've tried big cases in there. And uh, oh, a federal prosecutor. What well, sounds good? He's forty-five years old, so he's whatever uh, eleven, twelve years younger than Takapina. He's a decade younger than I am. And again, Joe said he's a smart guy. He's a good guy. I'm not saying anything bad about Taunt Blanche, but again, sometimes there's just too many cooks in the kitchen, and you screw it up. Um, Susan and Joe, honestly, Trump 
had a, a, a real A-team right there. They complement each other in so many ways. Um, and I'm going to feel bad for Joe if tomorrow uh, the arraignment happens and Joe's standing there and he's not saying a word. Uh, I mean, Joe's going to be there. That I know. He told me He told me he's going to be there. And, and he said at the, at the trial... Joe said, you know, he's going to be the, the real tri- the state trial attorney. But I have a feeling tomorrow he's, he's going to probably be somewhat minimized. And I know Joe Tacopina very well. He's going to want to throw up. Um, it's, not, it's not his natural uh, position to be in second place. You heard what he said. He won the, the Ivy League Wrestling Championship when he was in poly prep. He's used to being on the podium in the first position, not in the second position. And listen, I was in the second position in the Harvey Weinstein case, maybe the third position, depending on how you looked at it. And the difference is I knew it going in. I mean, I was the one who recommended that Harvey find a female lawyer to, to come into the case. But it's it's rough when you used to be in the first the, the, the main person and now you're not the main person and it's frustrating so we will see how this shakes out um we're going to come back and i'm going to talk to you about the logistics because i was down there today i spoke to the people who are in charge here's where this is the place where you're going to hear what actually is supposed to happen tomorrow so don't go away we'll be right back Relief Factor. Pain relief that works, pain relief that's real, pain relief that is liberating tens of thousands of Americans from their daily pain, in me included. But not just me, people like Yvonne from California. This is Yvonne's story. Both my husband and I are in our 70s and are so grateful to have found Relief Factor. We tried so many other solutions, but none of them have given us the freedom of being pain-free like Relief Factor. Just those two words, pain-free. That should be you. That could be you. Find out today by ordering the three-week quick starter pack for just nineteen ninety-five at relieffactor.com. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do. And I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee by the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. Folks, have you heard that our morning host Joe Piscopo and Steve Perillo have put together a special intimate trip to Rome and Sicily for our AM 970 listeners? Do you want to go? It's simple. Just call 800-431-1515, 1-800-431-1515, and say, I want to go to Apollonia's hometown with Joey P. Please make it happen. How does that sound? You go to Rome for three nights, including a special intimate performance by Joe Piscopo. Then you fly directly to Sicily, visiting Catania, Taromina, and Palermo. See medieval towns like Savoca and Forza de Agro in Messina. Why these towns? Because we're going to visit some of the iconic sites from the famous Godfather movie. How cool is that? Can't leave Sicily until you have a wine tasting in the shadow of Mount Etna. You'll do that too. And then on to Palermo for three more nights. Nine nights in all. The tour dates are October 18th to 28th. Be a part of this special event. Call Perillo Tours at 1-800-431-1515. 1-800-431-1515. Or go to perillotours.com. Come gather around people wherever you roam. And admit that the waters around you have grown and accept it that soon All right. you'll be drenched. Well, here we are, Monday night, New York City. Um, a lot of butterflies in people's stomach for tomorrow. Everyone, from the Secret Service to the brilliant New York State Court officers led by Dennis Quirk, the union chief, oldest union head in the, I think maybe in the country, seriously. I know definitely in the state. Um, obviously, the judge. Now, Judge Cammons says uh, the Judge Merchant will refer to him as Mr. Trump. Uh, there are no titles in the courtroom, Judge uh, Judge Cammons said. So he'll be Mr. Trump this and Mr. Trump that. Um, obviously, Susan and Joe and now Todd, the, the sound seems like the three defense attorneys who are going to be there. Um, they'll be nervous. The prosecutors will be nervous. It's just literally the whole world is looking at you. Um Will there be a gag order? Won't there be a gag order? And there's certain things that we just know. You know, there's no bail. This is not a bail-eligible crime. But what we don't know is what's going to be in that indictment. What are all of these counts? 30 counts, 32 counts, 34 counts. We don't know. Um, 
Tomorrow's show will be great. Um, I'll probably have Judge Commons here. You know what Judge uh, uh, John Esposito just came in during the commercial break? He says, they hired a federal guy? He goes, federal guys don't know how to do state work. State guys know how to do federal work, but federal guys don't know how to do state work. He goes, they have no idea. I said, John, I just said that in the last segment. So um, tomorrow, probably early, like, between 7 and 8 a.m., you'll hear about it in the news, uh, Donald Trump will be taken to one Hogan place. He'll be brought into one of those entrances, maybe the employee's entrance, which is right next to the main entrance. It's where Alvin Bragg walks in. Um, and he'll be brought up to the DA's office. That's where he'll be fingerprinted. That's where he'll be photographed. And um, those prints and photographs will be sent digitally to Albany. Um, and they will make sure that Donald J. Trump is not wanted for any crimes. They'll run his rap sheet. Um, that'll all be done in, in relatively short order. I am not, I'm not, uh, sure why they're waiting until two fifteen to do the actual arraignment. I would not be shocked if that gets changed and moved up. Trust me, everyone in that building and, and the guests there, like the secret service, they want him in and out of there as soon as possible. So, I don't be surprised if if things happen earlier than you would than than being predicted, um, or scheduled. The um, the streets all around the courthouse will be closed off. Um, after the arraignment, Donald Trump will not be going into the hallway. Um, he'll be going out the same way and going into the. Um, uh, into the, the employee's elevator and, and out the side door. So he's definitely getting special treatment. In other words, Harvey Weinstein wasn't treated like this. DSK wasn't treated like this. And, and I'm not saying Donald Trump, as the former president of the United States, doesn't deserve special treatment. Um, it's not that typical that, uh, you know, a, a defendant is walking into the courthouse surrounded with the Secret Service. Um, look, we don't know what's in that indictment. But if this whole indictment has to do with this Stormy Daniels payment and the, the, the filing of the papers, it's just a big disappointment. Uh, it really is. It's, it's, if you guys go down and see what's going on at 100 Center Street, all the police officers, the, the mayor today had a, a news conference with the police commissioner. All police officers are on alert. Uh, you know, if we, if Alvin Bragg, and the mayor and and the police commissioner put all of this effort and said, you know what? For two days, we're going to flood the subways. The time, effort, energy, money, concentration, manpower, and brain power. We're going to flood the, 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 the subways. Or we're going to flood Brownsville or East New York, wherever the crime is the highest. And we're just going to go kick some butt. Spending the same amount of resources, boy, would that make the city a better place. Alvin Bragg is a city district attorney who's supposed to be making the city of New York a better place, in particularly the borough of Manhattan, New York County. How arresting Donald Trump is making the city of New York, the, the people who voted for him making this place a better place? I, you know, I don't think so. Maybe federal prosecutors are supposed to do stuff like that, but local prosecutors are supposed to do local things. And yes, Maybe Bob Morgenthau, you know, he broke the mold a little bit when he went after the Wall Street guys, but he never forgot about the street crime. He never forgot. Cy Vance, the same thing. Cy Vance was on, um, I don't know, Face the Nation or one of those Sunday morning shows. He didn't. He had the same set of facts, and he didn't prosecute Trump. Now, he said the Southern District, I think, kind of asked him to stay away why? We don't know. He didn't say. But he didn't have to listen to them. He could have done the same thing. He left office, Cy Vance, without going forward. Bragg came in without going forward. And now he's going forward. Why? Well, now I've heard it from three different people. In the long run, I don't know. Maybe if things all play out the right way, he's Senator Alvin Bragg. He's United States Supreme Court Justice Alvin Bragg. I don't know. Maybe he's smarter than we are. Um, but I'll tell you this, and we can end the show where I began it, talking about going to church, talking about God, talking about the lessons, talking about doing the right thing. Is this the right thing for 
the people who voted for you in the county of, of, of New York, Manhattan? Is this the right thing for the people in the five boroughs? Is this the right thing for your state? And is this the right thing for your country? Are you really doing this because it's going to help you as an individual? Well, that's the, that's the worst thing you could do. It's the worst thing you could do as a prosecutor. You're entrusted. You raised your hand, took an oath. You put your head on the pillow to do the right thing. Is this really, really the right thing? Now, listen, if Donald Trump stole money from people, if he ripped people off to the, to the level that there's criminal criminality and some poor contractor got chipped out of $500,000 and it was done in a criminal way, charge away. Charge away. Now you have a human being who was a real victim of crime caused by an individual, an individual who can now pay that money back and or be punished for it. Okay, that's fine. There's no victim here. So why are we doing this? Why? There's not going to be a family member sitting behind the prosecutor, Susan Hoffinger, saying, oh, thank you, Ms. Hoffinger. Thank you so much for, for, uh, uh, you know, bringing justice to my family. There's none of that. There's not going to be an IRS agent there saying, oh, look, we got $5 million back in the coffers. You know, that's going to help pay a bunch of police officers or nurses or, or, or school teachers. That's not happening. I mean, from at least from what we know. Now, just so you understand, here's my, here's my, my get-out-of-jail-free card. This can all change tomorrow if this indictment is handed down and it is a lot more than we think could all change but from what we know right now if it's just this hush payment and just this filing of paperwork not cool man this is this is not what a da is supposed to do i would love to be the district attorney um it's not going to happen i don't think i'm electable but i can tell you right now i would like to think that i could keep my ego in check as Artie idala my grandfather told me fame is a bunch of empty noise and that I would do what I thought was right. And I'd have people around me telling me what to do and who I trusted that that was right. And I don't see when I go in front of that courthouse and I see all the humans, all the energy, all the money, everything that, that that's, in my opinion, going to waste for a BS misdemeanor that is being, according to Cy Vance, the prior DA, for the first time in history, being grabbing on to a federal election law crime to make it into a felony so they could get to the statute of limitations and make it a more serious crime. Not, it's not the way it's supposed to happen, folks. I mean, it's just not the way it's supposed to happen. Frank Hogan would not have done it that way. Robert Morgenthau wouldn't have done it that way. And Cy Vance didn't do it that way. So I'll tell you who's benefiting from this, in my opinion, is Cy Vance. His legacy now as the Manhattan DA, which was mediocre at best, is rising. Um, tomorrow morning, um, I don't know if I'm going to be doing, I'll be on Piscopo's show, on Gallagher's show. I'm going to be on with Rosanna Scotto. Um, I'm, I'm doing something on Newsmax. I'm doing something on News Nation, I think, at 7 p.m. We'll be live at 6 p.m. I'll be down at the courthouse around 2, 2.30. I'm, you know, I want to be there. I want to see the show. Um, I'm going to stand on the, on the corner and see how close I could get. Um, I don't know. They, they, they may be such a frozen zone. But I'll, I'll go there even after Trump leaves just to – there's an excitement. It's a sad excitement. There's an excitement. All right. Happy Monday to all of you. Um, I hope you found um, – my ranting and raving um, entertaining and maybe a little informative. Have a good night. I'll see you tomorrow. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC.